the show exclusively known as the voice of the Arizona Cardinals fan club, The Bird Gang. Now with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. Bird Gang on three, one, two, three. Bird Gang. To join the conversation, dial 602-260-1060. And welcome into the Casual House Bird Gang. Man, we are lathered up. Warmed up. This is light work, man. We got this. <laughs> Two hours of radio, uh, sports talk, and now it's time to do that Bird Gang thing that we do every week, every Monday, 8 to 9. The Casual Sports Show is here for you, Bird Gang. You know how we do it. We promote all of your events we get them out to the valley, your tailgates, your picnics, barbecues, tickets for sale, tickets you want to buy, and anything else you got going on in your event, in your club, or you starting a new club, whatever it may be, Bird Gang, this is the avenue we get it out for you. Want to uh, keep in touch with the show, of course, to interact with us, our three social media outlets Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube page, all with the same tab, Casual Sports, K-A-Z, and that's with the Z at the end of sports. My man Sean handles that, all of that, and uh, we kind of interact with you guys, and we Sometimes. love all of your content. We love all of your interactions. Keep it coming, Bird Gang. This year is about to be pretty good. It's getting off to a good start. We got a lot on tap. Yeah. Of course, on tap, of course, it's going to be all Cardinals. The camp has started. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, in such a little time, hours just, just goes by so fast. Uh, we're going to talk about some standouts in the camp. We're going to talk about um, individual players, of course. Um, new signings we got, of course. New signings that mm -hmm. uh, went down. Um, pretty much Cardinals we're going to talk about. So, what's up, man? You, the last show was... <laughs> what happened? I, I, I blacked out. <laughs> you blacked out. <laughs> Well, what happened? I got distracted. Sorry. No, I was uh, I was telling you about Pop on the last show. Yeah, he was he was also playing other defense too. Like and it's, what? Oh, it's hilarious. Like uh, one on one defense, and he's wearing basketball shorts. <laughs> he's got the black shoes with the white socks, and it's just oh, it's hilarious. Oh, I got. I'll show you that. in the break. Yeah, I'll show you in the break. I gotta see that. And he playing defense on people. <laughs> well, loose loose on the term defense. Oh, okay. There we go. But uh, <laughs> bird game. You know what we normally do about this time. We get our bird gang news out. Uh, let's go ahead and do our huddle. Huddle up. Okay, bird gang club. It's time to get in the bird gang huddle. Give me some protection right here now. We got a touchdown. Bird gang on three. One, two, three. Bird gang. All right, bird gang. We're going to make this short and sweet. We got a lot of the bird gang clubs popping up now that the season has started. Some of these clubs don't do a lot of off-season stuff, but when the season jumps off, here they come. AZ Cards for Life. My man Gary McCumber posted in today. Good looking out, uh, brother, for that. Also, the AZ Bird Gang Nation. Robert Friedman is starting to post now because the season's getting going. He's putting some things out there. He was at training camp. Love what Robert does. Also, the AZ Cards Fan Only Club is starting to do some stuff. So, a lot of clubs coming up. And, of course, the normal suspects, 12 News Tailgate Alliance was in the house, of course, at training camp. And uh, you know about their spot for this season coming up. 
uh, for the road games at the Freezer Ice House, 83 East Broadway Road in Tempe. And uh, they will have all of the road games this year down there for the 12 News 12 News Tailgate Alliance. They're also going to be doing some stuff on 12 News TV, uh, some uh, things after the game during the season. So look out for that stuff, Bird Gang. And my man, uh, Valentine Flores and the AZ Bird Gang fam always represents. Of course, you know he will have all of his uh, celebrations of the game on Sundays going down at the Marley's in Chandler. Marley's in Chandler, the new home of AZ Bird Gang fam. Good job out there, Valentine, doing what you do. Bird Gang, you know what we do. The season's getting started. It's going to be a long haul, so get ready. Casual Sports will be right there with you the whole way. Let's go ahead and break this huddle. It's also brought to you by the folks at Entrust Realty, the lowest vacancy rate in the AZ for sure. Let's break the huddle, Bird Gang. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. All right. So, training camp started, man. And three days that I've been there, the three days of course, you know there's a difference between the first two, and then when pads come on, it's a totally different training camp. Especially on the f- day the first pads come on. Exactly. All that energy exactly. is in there. And I, I told you, it just got real. It just got real when, when those pads came on training camp and the season really starts to come to light. You're like, okay, now I can kind of get a gauge at some things of who's what and what's going on. Yeah. Um, Some standouts. Give it to me. Um, Let's start with – Let's start with the wide receiver core. Okay. Not named Larry Fitzgerald, obviously. Thank you. Of course. We know that automatically. Um, The guy that stood out on the, the, uh, I mean, right to your eye when you're sitting there. I mean, just bang. The first thing you start looking at is, who is this number 16 guy? Yeah, yeah. Because remember, Chad was wearing that number last year. So what's Chad now? Chad's 10 now. 10. So Chad's not number 16. But number 16 is the v- Vanderbilt kid, uh, Sherfield. Oh, my God. This kid is fast. and got, That's what I've heard. And his hands are good. And he can, boy, he can show shake you. He's 6'1". He can shake you like crazy. And he makes the catches in traffic. And that popped off of me early. I mean, I saw that on the first day. I said, okay, that's cool. Second day. I mean, the first and second day, Greg Little jumped off the the, uh, mm. um, the charts to me on the first two days. Now, remember, pads makes it different. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't see Greg pop off in third game, in the third day. But the first two days, he popped off making some pretty darn good catches and in and, and, and traffic and making running good routes, everything. But uh, Sherf, Sherfield was sound all three days. Hmm. All three days. It's like, this kid is pretty dang good. All right, so then let me let me pose this question to you because I've, I've heard rumblings of this. Mm-hmm. You think this means J.J. Nelson's on the way out? Mm. List the receivers. Larry Fitzgerald. One. The number two guy that's been running the number two has been uh, Bryce Butler. Okay, there's two. And then you got Christian Kirk. That's three. And then, of course, um, who's the fourth guy that's automatic? Uh, da, 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 da. Chad. Chad will be the automatic. Chad Williams. Chad Williams will be number the automatic four. number four. 
After number four, you got three guys that are fighting for that last two spots. Sherfield, Sherfield, Little, Little, and JJ and Nelson. JJ Nelson. We've and heard nothing from JJ. Uh, I'm looked. I watched him in camp. He's still working on the special teams, taking punts. So that could be a issue where he can get a little leverage, where he can if he if he performs good in preseason, where he's that's where he's going to be. That, yeah, he'll he'll be on special teams, taking back punts or kicks. But he'll probably be the but fifth or sixth receiver exactly, in that lineup. Exactly. Though. But when you're talking about wide receivers, he is the odd man out because we got the speed already. We got the size now. We got the size and the speed already. So he could be odd man out. Wow. I liked Greg Little the first two days, and I said, but that kind of gives a red flag because it's like the third day when the pads, pads are on, on, you got to do the same thing. And I didn't see that see that on the on, on the uh, third day. And at least with JJ, you kind of know what you get. You get a guy that's exactly. hands aren't always there, exactly. but he's got the speed. Right. And and another thing I noticed, okay, in BA's camp, everything was pretty much set. You knew who the first team was. You knew who the second team was. They're they were mixing it they were, up. Today, were, the receivers were – I had to hit up somebody on, on uh, Twitter. It's like, I thought so-and-so was – because I didn't see Christian Kirk at all in, in day one. Yeah. I mean, he was there, but I didn't see him do anything. I was like, you know, anything that jumps off at you. Right. I don't think he even caught a pass. Wow. So, but, but, but – He's hey, you know, he's doing it now. Of course, the, uh, when the pads came on and all those things, but the first team, of course, Larry's on that first team, and then apart from him, that the guy on the other end changes. Yeah, they were changing it up. Like, I mean, everybody was just trying, <laughs> trying to find the best chemistry yeah, between the two. To find it seems like. exactly the best chemistry, and it's like, wow. Okay, you had Bryce was first, and then uh, they even had Chad in the first unit. Mm. Um, I haven't seen Greg Little hit the first unit yet. I haven't seen him hit so the first unit, mean so something. that means something. Exactly. He has to play his way up there to get that to earn those. Those. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen Kirk in the first unit. Uh, who else? Those are the main three that I've seen or with fits. So that, you could almost that assume that those are your those three. Are, they're just shuffling those four guys yeah. in the first team reps. Hmm. Um when 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 uh, when Bradford's out there, he gets two reps. He does the first two with Fitz and Butler, boom. And Brad Fred Bradford does the next two reps with Kurt and uh, and um, Sherf. Oh no, not yeah, Sherf. Yeah, Sherfield was out there He's too, out there too. Actually okay. doing in 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 in, in, in um, two in in in, in uh, team two for sure. He's mm-hmm. on team two. I haven't seen him crack one yet. So maybe they're just trying to break them all in to get used to Bradford? I think so. I think so. Um, Which we might talk about that later. That might not yeah. even be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> but the receivers, I mean, coming into the camp, I mean, Larry said it himself, he's exciting to see that you don't know you don't know this, what, who's going to be what and all that. And I'm he going, knows where he's going to be. He knows where he's going to be. because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he, And he plays it down like he's part of. I got to make gotta the team. Out, yeah, he plays Come it on, down Larry. like I have to figure out. I got to go out there and make my plays and see where I fit in and stuff. Man, you, you know you fit in. Come cut that out. <laughs> so, so, so he's going to be cemented there. But they, they're, they're also still moving Larry around. Yeah. So I saw him in the slot. I saw him on the outside. So he, they're, 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 they're moving him around still. I don't think they're going to keep him in the slot like B.A. did. I no, think they no, are going to no, no. do they're that misdirection. Just like getting three safeties that you might Correct. have on the field at the same time, it's going to be all misdirection exactly. with, with Wilkes. And I love it. I love the confusion because that's you know, what we were when we played right. Carolina. We were confused. Exactly. And you know with B.A., we have always had at least three receivers on the field every time. Now you see two receiver sets and two tight ends 
or two receiver sets, two backs. We saw we saw two backs. We Chase saw Edmonds. we saw Chase Edmonds and David Johnson in the backfield, and, and they, David cuts out and goes in the sl- in, in, in the slot. You can then, have them both cut out, right? And they did. And he he went to the slot, and then as as Bradford did his little whatever chase moved. I'm like, whoa, that's well, good cool. luck. It's like good luck. Pick your poison. Yeah, pick your poison. I was like, man, this is this is pretty exciting here, man. It started to kind of you can see the camp was pumped up over yeah. that. And that's but, that's all kudos to the coordinator right there because right. that's yeah. I mean, that's uh, not all McCoy, Wilch's offense. Yeah, McCoy. So. McCoy's doing his thing on the on the offense. Um, but we got to talk about what happened, of course, today when camp opened up. Okay, camp opened up right early in the morning, <laughs> eight ten this morning. Hope you ate breakfast. And, <laughs> that's you know, they went out there did this stretch, and the horn went off and the music started blasting. I, I can't recall the song. I think it was, all I do is win, win, oh, win, no. no matter what. <laughs> and I heard that song, song does not hype me up. And it's like, it's a hype song, though. It's oh, a hype song. I guess. And, and then, so. Jay will tell you you're but wrong. But Wilkes, Wilkes <laughs> grabbed the crowd. Wilkes grabs the crowd, attention. Oh, yeah. He grabbed the crowd. He put he put the drill, what do they call it, the Oklahoma drill? Oklahoma drill. drill. Most brutal drill. Offense on one side, defense on the other side, and they let the first two guys go. Okay, yeah. Now I'm gonna get everybody's attention. He brought out Humphreys and he brought out uh, uh, Chandler Jones. Did you see they brought out Larry against Patrick? Yeah, and then they yeah, called saw, it off at the end. Yeah, <laughs> They're I like, no, no, one. no, no. We're not gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that one. But them two went at it, man. And that and, was and something to hump, see. The hump held up, like you said. He he held up. And as iron sharpens iron, that that relationship, which they already have a relationship of right. a friendship, but that right. is gonna make the two of them only better because. Exactly. Exactly. They go against each other every day in practice. Exactly. Exactly. One's a little bit more polished, polished and proven than the other. So one right. could it could be a move that, like they said, uh, that uh, Wilkes is doing to, to really sharpen up DJ, DJ for sure, for sure, absolutely. But he looked the part, man. That dude was like solid. He was solid, and yeah, then he did the fake thing, brought Larry out there, brought brought <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> brought Pat yeah. out there. They was getting standing up, like we just kidding. <laughs> You listen to the Casual Sports Show here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. Bird gang, hang around. We got a lot more Cardinals to talk about. We'll be right back. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in a while, so uh, don't nobody go nowhere. Missed a part of Bombkemp in the Sports Zone from 10 to 1? Don't worry, we've got you covered with podcasted shows and daily interviews. Head on over to NBCSports1060.com. It's now time to jump back into the action with Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. To be a part of the show, call and interact at 602-260-1060. Welcome back, Bird Gang. You're listening to Casual Sports on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. I'm Sean. We got Earl. We're yeah, yeah. over an hour in just killing it today. I'm going to start with the uh, the Twitter poll that we had going up uh, that we do every week. I put out there, if Josh Rosen ends up starting 75% of the games, which is around 12 games of the season, how many wins do you think the Cardinals will have? I gave the options of 0, 1 to 4, 5 to 8, or 9 to 12. Bird Gang doesn't believe that Rosen will lose every game he plays, so 0 wins was 0%. 1 to 4 wins, 13%. 9 to 12 wins was 40%. And five to eight, forty-seven percent. So they think that uh, Rosen's going to take some, you know, take some L's, but at the same time, have a winning record. Right. 
Because if you're playing 12 and you're winning five to eight, say he wins eight, that's eight and four. Hmm. I mean, obviously, you do five, that's five and seven. But still, <laughs> I'm looking on the bright side. You're right. Well, first of all, we got to we gotta uh, look at it from what it really is. It's not a quarterback competition. Larry said so. Well, sorry, Larry, it's not. <laughs> this guy. He also thinks he's in a competition, too. So, I mean, Larry. <laughs> chalk that up for what it's worth. I don't think it's a quarterback competition. Yeah, although there are there is competition in camp, where, mm-hmm. you know, to see who performs better and all these things. But I don't think we have a quarterback controversy going on here. I mean, Josh Rosen was on, Josh 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 Rosen was on record just just raving over Bradford, saying, yeah. "Hey, I'm glad this guy's here." Yeah, I'm absolutely. Here. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get out to the phone in a minute here. I got some uh, some of the bird gang calling in. We're gonna get to his get to some calls in a minute here. But um, yeah, but like I'm saying, um, I don't think we have a quarterback controversy going on. I think we have a a good starter that we're hoping stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, and we're getting another backup ready just in case he doesn't make it through. That's kind of what I see it as. It's it's Bradford versus his health. That's and, true. and at that That's point, if his health goes, then we have Rosen as the starter, Bradford's brain as the backup, and mm-hmm. Glennon as you know insurance. Well, that, well, see, that even says something too that it is that it is. Um, uh, Steve Wilkes did say that there's still competition for the backup job, but Rosen started camp already yeah. taking two number two reps, and Glennon is not. And Glennon's the number three, you know, on the, coming in. I'm like. He's going clipboard. Yeah, exactly. So that's saying a lot for a rookie to come in to be able to jump. Yeah, that guy that has the experience. You haven't heard so, any pros mentioning Glennon at all in camp at or all, OTAs. At all. Or, As a matter of fact, when I look at him in camp, it's the same Glennon pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, some he, weak throws, some, some missed some throws, passes. some good throws here, some good throws there, some missed passes, interception here. You know, I mean, yeah, where, where, where was that? Who was that to? You know, type that. That's pretty yeah. much Glennon, but. Um, Josh had out of three days, two good days and one mediocre day. I would it's not say not bad for a rookie. And the one with the pads was a good day, so that's good. I'll take that. I'll take that any day. So, like I said, he somebody he threw an interception in week. I mean, in game in a practice two, and everybody went crazy. Oh, he threw a pick six to. Oh, uh, I forgot who the guy who picked it up number. We're 30. too stressed about it. Yeah, and it's like, wow, did you expect them to just go through the whole season? <laughs> <Without> throwing <laughs> one, might as well throw it now. And, I mean, come on now. He's a rookie. He's going to do rookie things. We got defense. And, and then we do have a good defense because that was the key why he was throwing the pick. Because yeah. I, in, in, in uh, Sunday's practice, he was a step behind mm. in his reads. He was a little bit uh, holding it a little bit and, a little and pumping, it, pumping yeah. it a little bit and then then throw it. So And then they cleaned that up mm-hmm. really fast. Going into the pad day, and he did a he pretty he did a good job, and he ran with the ones, and and threw a nice some nice seam passes. I'm like mm-hmm. he he knows where the ball's supposed to go. So, yeah. um, Bradford to me looks the part as a starting quarterback. I mean he is on point. I mean he I'm I mean three days straight I've watched him throw the ball. He is really like they say the most accurate quarterback yeah, I've there, seen. There were in no a incomplete time. Right? He didn't. He didn't I don't complete he, the ball, did he? I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure somebody might have dropped I, I, one. I, I can't recall one. So there but, you go. But but he's he's he is on point accurate. I mean, where that ball that receiver's catching that ball, all they have to do is catch it and run. And he's he's on he's right on. I mean, he's got some zip and everything on the ball. So 
What will make Cardinals fans breathe a little bit easier is also seeing Humphreys perform the way he was performing against Chandler. Oh, yes. And seeing Justin Pugh going against Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. against Kandiji as well. Absolutely. So I mean, I think I think that's going to be good if the O-line can mesh and do what they're doing right now and keep that right. all season. Who knows how many games he can play. Exactly. Exactly. And let's go out to the phone. I got my man Brett here is uh, uh, from Phoenix. Brett, welcome to the Casual Sports Show. You're on with Earl and Sean. What's going on, man? How's it going? Nice to nice to talk to you after seeing you at camp the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty about, cool. Excited about what's going to happen this year. I'm really excited. All right. So give us a little bit of what you saw out there, man. Is it kind of uh, coinciding with what we just saw or what we just said? Or, or do you see something that I didn't I see? I mean, everything you guys said, spot on. But <laughs> okay. the energy oh, thank when you, you walk into that building yes. seems to be far more above and beyond Absolutely. many of the two years I've been going to that camp. And not to say anything against the previous coaching staff, but just the energy, the level of intensity the both sides of the ball uh special teams i didn't get a chance to really see much with them but i mean from what i saw from bradford rosen david johnson getting that split right up the middle and oh yeah that was nice excited. yes that- catching some balls chandler jones ripping the heck out of the out of the, <laughs> out of the dummy thing today. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, you, you can't have yeah. so much more and if we can get this game going the way that it's going right now on both sides of the ball right i'm i'm electric ready to go this year i like what you just said the energy in that building mm-hmm. is totally different. It is. I yeah. mean, the whole atmosphere is different. I mean, uh, from 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 the fans. I mean, from how Wilkes is running things down on the field with music and the whole nine. Yeah. Every last coach is running all up and down the whole field, doing all kinds of running and screaming and getting everybody hyped up and involved. And it keeps them on their toes. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think, Brett? What's the difference between Wilkes camp? Is there, I mean, the vast difference between Wilkes camp and, and, and BA's camp to you? What is the well, difference? BA, to- BA brought the BA brought the intensity. BA brought the different vibe that we haven't really ever seen with this team as long as I've been following. It was just it was just different. But Steve Wilkes is more of that attention to detail. You know, do your job, stay in your lane, get, mm-hmm. the, get everything right, right, and, and be precise. I've just never seen a coach, you know, that involved. Right. And, really any of the 32 teams that I've seen that just that just grabs a hold of you. And you heard him in his first press conference. You exactly. were like, oh, my gosh, this right. is going to be something different. And a lot of people are doubting us right now, and I wouldn't sleep on us if I was anybody in this in this league. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Brett, man, we appreciate you calling, man. We're up against the time. But, hey, call yeah, yeah. anytime, anytime, man, anytime. We get, a, we get you a little bit more time here because I, I, I wanted to discuss a few more things. But uh, give us a call back on the next show. Yeah. And give a shout out to my AZ Bird Gang fam. You know that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, AZ yeah. Bird Gang fam representing. That's Brett from Phoenix. <laughs> Doing big things out there. All right, guys. We'll talk to All you right, later. All right. Take care, yeah, man. Right. Appreciate you calling. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. We got a lot more to go still. A lot more camp to talk about. And hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube page, Casual Sports KAZ. With the Z at the end of sports. Hang around, Bird Gang. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Missed a part of Bob Kemp in the Sports Zone from 10 to 1? Don't worry. We've got you covered with podcasted shows and daily interviews. Head on over to NBCSports1060.com. We now return to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060 with your host, Casual E. Welcome back into the Casual House Bird Gang. We're going to do a little shift of things here. We got our Bird Gang brother in the house, our AZ 
our Arizona native, our, our very own, like I told you guys last week, that he was going to be in the house this week, Dante Stone from the Stone Gym, making his – he has another fight about to break off, and we know we got to come out there and support him. So he's in the house tonight. Say what's up to the Bird Gang, Dante. Hey, Bird Gang, how's it going? <laughs> All right, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. All right, we're looking forward to this next fight, man. I can tell you that. <laughs> I had a good time last time, but uh, take us back to the last fight. The last fight, and where do you what do you take from that fight and going into this next fight that's got you really in tune about what to do next when you get into this next fight? Well, this next fight, I'm gonna be a little lighter on my feet than okay. I was in my first fight. Sweet. I'm gonna be able to move more. Um, okay. Gonna be trying to press press the action a little bit more, be okay. more active versus reactive, so that right. way the judges have something more to look at. Okay. Mm. I hear you doing some serious training, so you did drop some 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 pounds and everything. So take us through your your day or your morning of training how's that how's that uh morning i'm up by 5 a.m at the latest with my coach valdez martin yeah he's in the house too we got val sitting right next to him so uh 5 a.m in the morning so you're doing some rocky stuff every day (laughs) oh my god okay so your weight the last fight was 314 and you dropped at least 30 pounds since wow. then. Wow. Wow. So you are going to be fast and light. Oh, yeah. You can definitely. feel it too, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. So what got you into boxing? I meant to ask you that last time. I mean, every every uh, athlete has something that inspired them to, to start doing. What, what, what got? Who's your favorite boxer and what got you into boxing? Well, I actually got into boxing before I knew what boxing was. Really? So... Um, my dad and I used to go to powerhouse gym. That's where he started out mm-hmm. on power road. And so he introduced me to boxing just as a way to, to hang out. Okay. And so that's where it started. Kind of like he, stay out of trouble type thing. I was, I was a little kid. So <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really course. getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, hitting the water bag, I'd be the only kid amongst adults and I started getting, getting good for a kid. So. A funny story when the first kid showed up, <laughs> accidentally knocked him on the floor oh. in a in a mock sparring match. Really? Yeah, I scared that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was never back. Yeah, he was never back. <laughs> no. So so Val, take take us through what you do through all this, like going back to his days when he was just starting out, and how do you go? Oh, we got to start training this dude. We got we got to get him going. When he knocked the little kid down. Is that the moment you go? Oh, we got to start no, training. I wasn't, I wasn't there then. Um, 13, 13? 14, somewhere in there. Wow. Yep. Okay. Actually, I aspired him. Oh, really? At that age. Okay. His dad put him in there with me. Okay. And <laughs> I was like, dude, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> you know. And I started off light, and then I, and then before you know it, I'm going hard because I couldn't hit him. Really? I couldn't hit him. Man. He was on some Mayweather. They, 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 they gave you some good reviews. All your line of what you've done in the amateur ranks is amazing, dude. You, you. Doing some good things. I mean, I've I've been with the best. Right. I, in right. my eyes, I am the best. Okay. I'm, hey. not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it back. I'm, okay. I just I gotta get out there and let other people know that right. where, that's where I am. And they once they see it, I mean, it's just it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Confidence is big in boxing. That's something that you have to have. You have to have that belief that you can do anything exactly. and take out anyone. What's um going into this year? What is your biggest goal? What is the biggest thing that you're trying to achieve this year? So. This year, besides besides weight losses, to not take another loss like mm. I did with my first fight in mm. Celebrity Theater, okay. for sure, 
I not leaving it in the judge's I, hands. Mm. That's that's the goal. That's the, now, do you do you do you look at that as pressure, or you just look at that as I'm just gonna get this done, and you're gonna concentrate on what you're concentrating on? Like, cause it could be a lot of pressure to have to have that it, expectation set before you. It's a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, okay. The, the the first fight I feel was a little bit of, a little bit of stage fright, and then okay. after that, you know, it was it was like it was the first pro fight. It just right. it felt kind of different than you would in the amateurs. Okay. You know. Okay. There's that's, more lights, no headgear. Uh, Cheering was actually a lot louder than I expected. Right, right. So and a little heckling going oh, on yeah, too in the course, crowd. It was course. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the guy you fought that night, I hear you're trying to get back to that guy. Yes. And this uh, is this fight you're fighting is a guy from Vegas, Michael Smith, Smith, right? Yeah. Okay. So concentrating on are you looking at are you're not looking past michael smith are you are you trying oh, to get no to, okay. My, no I, I don't look past an opponent oh, because good, that would mean i'd good. be underestimating exactly. them. I, I never exactly. underestimate an opponent exactly. i treat them as if they are deontay wilder and okay. anthony joshua okay. and mm. luis ortiz like okay. all, all the big times i i treat them as if they are the best okay because so, that'll bring out the best in me so what's after that like if, let's say you, you you go ahead and you beat michael smith and then let's say you go ahead and you knock out Castro. What's next? So uh, after Cortez, we're trying to get a couple oh, more Cortez. fights. I'm sorry, I said Castro. Cortez. Yeah. It's all okay. good. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying trying to get a couple more fights to to build up my record, okay. and hopefully we'll have a, a big fight either towards the end of this year or the beginning of next year, okay. where it'll be you know big 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 stage, big crowd, big money, like everyone's having a good time. It's local. just Okay. Local fight, so that way everybody can everybody can show up and support and be there for us, you know? You okay. have to let us know about that one. We're going to put that one out for, oh, sure. for sure. For sure, definitely. And Bergen, he's fighting on August 11th, and uh, we, we definitely want to pack the house there, too. So tell me about the style, your style of going into this fight as opposed to the last fight. The last fight, like you said, your style was kind of <laughs> – no, you're good, you're good, you're good. So business, business. What type of style do you have to fight this Michael Smith guy? What type of style do you have to use? So I haven't seen a lot of Michael Smith, so I can't. Oh, so really, you're pretty much going out there on. I a, can't really a, say what sort of style I I have to fight, but I have an idea. Okay. Because he fought uh, Adam Stewart, which is hopefully a future opponent for me. Okay. And um, Adam Stewart, from my understanding, knocked him out in the first round with just a quick one, two, three. Okay. So, so your expectation is to do the same thing. My expectation is to do something quite similar. Similar, I, right? Uh, my, my 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 strategy is to, to is to go out quick. Okay. Meet him on his side of the ring, not in the middle. Right. So go right. out quick. Start out with maybe a, a stiff jab. See where he's at, and then follow up if he's get, if he's not coming back. So mm-hmm. Val, during that fight, like that type of thing, how do you gauge that? Like, if he do you know, like say like if he's gonna uh, go into that fight. And things have to change in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go out. His 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 attack is to get this guy out quick. What if yeah. that doesn't happen? How do you? I mean, does, how do you keep him focused to get that not to change anything? You know, during that fight to get him, you know, rattled at all. Oh, he he's got a lot of experience. Okay, uh, so his experience is just yeah. going to pretty much take he's over. He's got a lot of experience. He's dealt with a lot of styles. He's been a, he was an amateur for a very long time, but at the end of the day. He's just going to impose his size and his will. On okay, his, okay. His so guy. at the end of the day, it's, 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 you'll see. Let me ask this. They don't give you guys a lot of information on the actual fighter that you're fighting against? You just got to kind of nah, go nah, dig nah, on your own? Not like? at this level. I mean, he, he's, what's he got, one fight? 
two fights. Two fights, like, right? I mean, yeah, it's, so okay. it's, it's if, not. Even at at this level, boxing is a lot more self research than oh, okay. like than like mm-hmm. trading tapes. It, unlike uh, other sports right. that are, that are like more team oriented sports, boxing, it's a solo game. I mean, yeah, you're you're part of a team, but exactly. in the, at the end exactly. of the, at the end of the day, like he said, it's going to be me, the referee, and the other guy. Yeah. So right. there's not a, there's not a lot of of uh, video trading now. I okay. I put my videos out there on on YouTube right. all the time. Right. So. Right. I, I feel I feel like any you know what anyone can watch whatever they want. My idea is to try and adapt my style to best beat my opponent. So would that be the biggest challenge in, in your division right now, being able to self scout, or is there is another another challenge that you're facing every year or every fight? It it, it kind of depends, but yeah, like doing the, the 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 research into your opponent is probably one of the tougher challenges, especially if like you know. Obviously, the other coaches don't want to get, want to give away, mm. you know, his fighter's secrets on right, how to right. beat him. So, I mean, not not all fighters are transparent. So, not all fighters have the have the uh, the uh, I want to say availability to exactly. not be transparent. Right. So <laughs> that's got to be difficult though when you have to train for something that you don't know what's coming. I mean, uh, we just we just train him to be him to be, be himself, and then yeah, yeah okay. If, if he's him go. in the ring, it, it, you'll everything be fine. Else is fine. <laughs> you take care of itself. That's cool, awesome. man. So, um, tell us where this fight's going down again, and we know it's on August 11th. Where's it going to be at again in the time so we can get the Bergen and get out there to the fight? So, this fight will be taking place the same place my first fight did against Walter Cortez at Celebrity Theater. Celebrity it Theater. will start at 6 p.m. Doors open at 5, so that okay. way everybody can show up a little earlier, get to their seats, get what they need, and be Ain't ready no to go. no bad seats there. <laughs> yeah, I was there last no time. Bad, really no bad seat in the house. Yeah. And all the grunting and the, oh, I, you know, I'm sitting there like I can feel the blows, man. I'm sitting there <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So what what uh, order are you on? I mean, how many fights is going to be for the whole entire night? Is it about the same like it was last time? It's about the same as okay. it was last time. Okay. So that's cool. You got anything, man? That's it, man. I'm taking this all in. I'm new to the yeah. boxing world. Yeah. So we, all, we all kind of got to learn it as we go. But this this dude's been doing it for a long time. I got his amateur record. I was like, man. Yeah. Look at all this stuff this dude did in comments. So, man, good luck to you going out there, man. We'll be out there rooting you on, and I, I, I got a feeling you're going to do what you got to do, man. Thank you, sir. I really all right. appreciate it. Yeah, man, good all luck. Right. We wish you the best. Bird game, that's Thank Dante you. Stone. He's going to be in the ring on August 11th. You got to get out there to the Celebrity Theater, and let's root him on. And props and shout-out to my man Chris Styles Lechuga of the front line has been, been promoting Dante as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, shout-out to Chris. And uh, – we got a little bit more time here before the next break. So, or got anywhere you want to go? I think uh, coming up next, we're probably going to talk a little bit more camp. Yeah. Probably a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more offense, a little bit more David Johnson, maybe some defense, okay, maybe okay. Uh, Trey Boston. All right. Well, Bergang, just uh, hang around. We're going to get back into that when we get back. And you're listening to the Casual Sports Show here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. Hang around. We'll be right back. Yo, Edmund Iron Ore takes to the mat Tuesday nights with First Row 60, starting at 7 p.m. here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. It's time to get back in the action with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. If you'd like to join the show, give us a call, 602-260-1060. All right, Bird Gang, welcome back into the Casual House. I want to give thanks again to Dante Stone and the Stone Gym. They're still in the house. They're going to kick it with us the rest of this segment we got here. But thanks for the interview again, and thanks for coming in again, guys. We appreciate it. 
All right. Back to camp. We got to talk defense. And we got to talk the one thing that we have seen lack in the Arizona Cardinals. And that's no, this is no knock on. Scaring me. This is no knock on coaching where they came from. It's just sometimes they just never showed it. And that was physical. This is oh physical. Oh, my goodness. This camp is physical. That and was, I'm talking about you're not supposed to tackle people. No, <laughs> no. And they were almost getting tackled. There were almost tackles happening out there. That was one thing that B.A. was very strict on. He right. did not want Cardinals hurting Cardinals. Cardinals, exactly. But, and, but I mean, it wasn't like the a game, type of thing where they were trying to hurt each other. It was just yeah. like, I'm just going to play, you know, yeah, you're going to make it bruise I mean, a little they bit. They didn't go all out physical where they were popping people, but you can just tell, like, when somebody caught the ball, they were swinging hard, hitting them yeah. on the body, trying to get the ball out. And well, people were hitting the ground, throwing people, throwing to people on the ground. Defense was throwing receivers all over the place. Uh, Wilkes was, was very adamant in the beginning on building that callus for the season because, I mean, it's a long grind of the season. Right. I'm, I'm hoping that he doesn't build the callus so hard that they're burnt out by week three. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm I'm loving it because it's putting a it's putting something in their minds that that's how they have to play to right. They have to play with time. that mentality. That mentality, exactly. As long as they're riding that line where it's not too far right. and burning players out, because we do have some guys that have some injury problems. Man, and I want it to be safe. I gotta that that physical part is trickling down, even in I mean from defense, offense, you name it. Everybody has it. The whole position. Everybody battles. has it. And it what I love about it is. It's going to automatically correct our special teams because they <laughs> yeah. are not they, physical. <laughs> <laughs> they were not physical. No, not last year. Point. And, and, you know, we were horrible at in special teams. But now they are like, man, I would I would hate to stand in front of this team. <laughs> our one our one special teams news. Did you hear they were turning Buddha away? He tried to sneak in some, yeah, some reps and they said, heard, no, yeah, go away. Yeah. Because that guy, he's ooh, he's the real deal. You don't want him getting hurt on special he teams. Had a, he had a close-up uh, with Larry uh, on a play. Uh, Larry came and gave him a nice quick jab step and went inside. Buddha was right there glued to him, and the ball hit Larry's hands. But you know how Larry, with the ball hit his hands, he's yeah. catching it. Yeah. Well, the ball hit his hands, but Buddha got his hand in there, and that ball was not in Larry's hands yeah. after that. <laughs> Let's hope that's a, that's a gem to Buddha and not, like, Larry's age showing up no, all of a sudden. No, 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 no. That was all... Buda right. Baker, good, good. How fast he is and how he can cover, and he's, he's going to be amazing this hand year. Hand on the ball man. all the and time. Then you add Trey Boston, and, you, and of course, but they and they're going to. I think they're going to be having like this three-headed monster on in safeties on the field at the same time. We have to have some sort of nickname for them, right? Like the three Bs, Killer yeah, Bs. You know it's coming. Something. But, but let's let them make plays first before we start giving them a name. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But. I, you thought I was hyped last weekend in the show about the Cardinals. Seeing what I've seen from camp so far right. just validated everything for me. I'm glad you me. said that. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people's predictions are changing. Yeah. You see Twitter, don't sleep on the Cardinals, don't sleep on the Cardinals. Like, yeah. oh, where'd that come from yeah. all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, don't sleep on you know? What did you see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So some people nationally have taken some notice on what's going on in the camp and, and uh, how they look the camp. The offensive line. Um, they look meaner they than they've mean. looked. They look mean. I mean, they just look – everybody just got this this physicality. It's like, man, you can – Wilkes is rubbing off on them. Yeah, I mean, they don't call him Coach Denzel for anything. Exactly. I mean, that, he he he's, just like him a little bit. But he even talks like him. That's the crazy part. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm watching Remember the Titans right yeah, in front of me. It does kind of remind you of that a little bit. That's funny. But uh, camp re- 
camp picks back up on Thursday, and uh, it'll be pads, of course, again. And um, it's from 315 leading up to Saturday's red and white scrimmage, and I'm, I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> you, if you think it was physical just in these this one couple of uh, yeah. practices, wait till they start actually being able to tackle and hit. And, and this camp's going to be, I think, the most energetic of the whole Wilkes era because right. it is the first. There are some players that are on the fringe that have to make some plays to, to remain on the team. Okay. So, I mean, I think this is going to be the most hyped, most energetic camp that we've seen in a long time and that we will see for years. Exactly, exactly. I wanted to uh, uh, shoot something past Brett when he called in, but I was going to ask him. Um, Coach Wilkes' staff. Mm-hmm. Running around like chickens with their heads cut off. I mean, like just just all yeah, over the yeah. place. And BA staff totally different. That's got to be an age thing because the the average age <laughs> to BA's. Uh, I mean, we had Tom Moore with what eighty eighty. No, we had a, he was pushing higher than eighty. Really? We had somebody that was. We had a we had a coach that was eighty three and 70 something i mean it's like okay this has got to be the youth of our coach i'm sorry he's 79 yes yeah, he just doesn't look but, 79 but, but wilkes i mean you, he he is in good shape i mean i, I was looking for him out there like he looked like one of the players still yeah he looks there. like a player on a, yeah. on a pup list or something <laughs> but uh it's got to be an age difference between you know you know because of why you know the enthusiasm is so up high because they got the these coaches have the energy to keep these players engaged. But he still grew up with the grit that BA came from too, which is crazy because he. I mean, I, I would think if BA could, he would be running just like Wilkes would. Mm-hmm. They have that personality. I'm saying that they're they're similar in that aspect. Their drive right. is similar. Right. Correct. Correct. Where BA is more like the he's laid back at some si- sometimes, right. but Wilkes is is a little bit more detail heavy. In that aspect, so but at the same time, their drive is the same, their passion is the same. Um, I could tell you, he loves tight ends. Yeah, he loves tight ends because the first play they did a play that uh, Bradford threw a, a nice out uh, crossing route to Ricky Seals, and Ricky just came down the sideline. I mean, moving bucket and hands. right along him, running alongside of him was Coach Wilkes running with him, <laughs> hitting him on his butt like, yeah, he was hyped up. I said, this coach is pretty cool. I said, I like that. Yeah, he's, like he's that. very energetic, and yeah. but yeah. but in the media, he's poised. Right. He's calculated. Yes. And it's that's, I mean, I loved B.A.'s honesty, and I still do. Well, we'll be back down there Thursday to get some more information, but a lot of, a, a couple, uh, David Johnson stood out, too. Excuse me. David Johnson, of course, stood out. Um, uh, We haven't seen any more flashes of anything else other than, you know, what we've talked about so far. But David looks strong, looks looked like he was practicing. Oh, my goodness. He was another guy that Wilkes chased down because he did this one move. Oh, my God. I mean, you you can tell when the when the when the team knows when a hole was really a hole because it's practice. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, you can hear it. He just I mean, he he maneuvered through some hole and went gone i was like that looked like david from two years ago yeah that david johnson that was shoving off all those eagles players a couple years ago hey real quick uh i hate to interrupt this for some d-back stuff but (laughs) it's a tie game oh man no we are in chase field there is a weather delay in chase field are you kidding some lights went out in in chase field and uh thanks monsoon season oh my goodness yeah tie game three two count with uh two outs and runners on second and third and there's a delay a delay and that's gonna just change the whole dynamic of that game oh my i just had to throw that in there because in the stadium indoors 
yeah, yeah. Start pushing the buttons to close the doors. <laughs> Only in Arizona. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I do see the lightning right outside the window there. Oh, too. yeah. You so, can yeah. hear it. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm pretty sorry, sure sorry. hopefully hopefully lightning doesn't hit my house again. Remember last time? <sighs> yeah. Everybody in the dark? You were leaving everybody stranded. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we still got um, uh, a little bit more camp to talk about. What else? Yep. Oh, what, what, you know what? Let's let's talk about uh, somebody else free agency. That's that there was talk about Des Bryant going mm. getting recruited, recruted by AB by, yeah, to the Steelers to the, to the Steelers. They could put him at running back since Lev Bell is and Cle- Cleveland kind of went after said that they would look at him too because of you know uh, what's his name being out. Yeah, uh, Josh. More, oh, dang, I keep that Gordon. Kid. Gordon, yeah, Gordon yeah, yeah, was yeah. out, so they said they would look at him. But Des is not doing his stuff. <laughs> No. He's not doing himself any favors, man. He dude, never does. Dude, you need a job. Shut up, okay? Yeah, just he's being be picky. quiet. Be quiet for just maybe a, a month, and you will get a job. A month? You can't get him for a minute. You know? It's like, man, be quiet. He just tweeting the Dallas Cowboys like crazy, saying all this stuff. And it's like, what do you think <laughs> another team's going to think? They're going to look at you as a distraction. Yeah. They're going to look at you as, oh, he's a locker cancer. We're going to bring him in here. When has there been a humble wide receiver that went for the Cowboys? When? Yeah. The answer is never. Never. It's <laughs> <laughs> never. Well, probably now this year's team because they don't have anybody. Right, they got nobody. Uh, but, yeah, but I'm just like, man, if I'm if I'm trying to get a job, I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm going I'm to I'm be quiet. You know, don't don't yeah. start antagonizing. I mean, getting people all riled up. He in a Twitter war with Jerry Jones well, and the difference is because when we go to a job interview, it, it – it is important because we need that money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess he don't need the money. I, man, guess, I guess not. But, man, I was looking at that on ESPN. I was like, man, Des, come on. Get a job. Just be quiet. And can the Bird Gang stop requesting that? Because yeah, it's not going to happen. happen. Not in a million years. Our, our, our receiving core, um, I think, can handle the job. Uh, Bryce Butler was a little bit better than we thought he was going to be. Yeah. He was a little bit better than he thought. He's got good hands, good speed. He was a little bit better than I thought he was going to be. So I think that'll be a good uh, – uh, uh, receiver on the side of uh, mm-hmm. Fitz, and the defense again. Like I said earlier, looks pretty fast. So we we got we gonna be back at camp on Thursday. Uh, we got to give shots out again again to Dante. Thank you guys for again coming again, Val for coming in from the uh, Stone Gym. Want to give shout out to crew behind the glass. Shout out to Jay for yeah. allowing us to come in and sit in uh, his show earlier. And uh, you're listening to the Casual Sports Show, Bird Gang. You know how we do it. Love having you in the house. Thanks again, Brett, for calling in again as, as well. Always the phone lines are open for you uh, anytime, all bird gang throughout the season. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. NBC Sports Radio AM 1060 Casual Sports Show will be back next week. We go. Later. <laughs>